Thank you for tuning in to the November 15th, 2020 service from First Love Podcast from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois. Reverend Jonathan Warren has titled his sermon today, Defined by Generosity. Our special music, Wonderful, Beautiful Savior, is performed by Donna Stair and Tim Chipman. Our first gospel reading comes from Mark 12, 41 through 44. And our second gospel reading is Matthew 25, 14 through 21. We thank you very much for being loyal and tuning into our podcast once again. We pray it brought you some inspiration this week. We wish you a safe, healthy, and peaceful upcoming week. God bless until we meet again next week. Let us prepare our hearts for scripture by saying the prayer for elimination together. Lord God, pour out your spirit upon us to bring good news to the oppressed and let your word be fulfilled among us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The Gospel reading is from Mark 12, 41 to 44. Let us listen to the Word of God. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. This is the word of the, God, of the, of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescued the souls of man. Counselor, comforter, keeper, Spirit, we long to embrace. You offer hope when our hearts have hopelessly lost our way. Oh, we've hopelessly lost our way. You are the one that we praise. 
I think the best part of having our service online is we can play that on repeat uh, over and over and over, and especially when we're struggling and need that reminder from God. So thank you for the gift of sharing this wonderful music. Our gospel lesson comes to us from Matthew chapter 25. Verses 41 through 44. Let's listen to the word of God. And he will say to those at his left hand, I think I've got it wrong. Okay, 14 through 21. I'm just going to read from the script I've got. It's a lot easier. For it is if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them, 
To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability, then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. The one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and had his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you have handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of, of your master. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Peter Marshall was a chaplain of the United States Senate, and he was counseling a gentleman. The man said to Marshall, I have a problem. I used to tithe regularly some years ago, but now I am earning $500,000 a year, and there's just no way I can afford to give $50,000. Marshall reflected on this wealthy man's dilemma, but gave no advice. He simply said, I, I can certainly see your problem. Let's pray about it. Marshall bowed his head and prayed with boldness and authority. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would reduce this man's salary back to the place that he can afford to tithe. <laughs> to some extent, I understand this gentleman's dilemma. When you start earning more, somehow the world's pull, it becomes stronger, doesn't it? Pull for nicer clothes, vacations, new technology care of your family, going on vacations, and all these things are incredibly strong, right? I know there's those that think this is ridiculous, uh, because I used to think if you're having trouble with that much money, I know a few folks, including me, who could use the help. But it's not that simple. As crazy as it sounds, it's usually more difficult to manage more. We see this play out in today's Matthew 25 reading about managing finances. And during our children's time, we saw Matthew 25 played out with 10 apples. In fact, in this example, we discover how the third servant might be like us. When we eat from the 10th apple, we begin to bury our talents into the ground. When we don't think we have enough, we start burying our talents. When we're filled with fear and self-gratification, when we, we tend to hoard and hold tight to our resources. Now, Reverend Adam Hamilton says in his book, it, it's easy to cling to fear and tell ourselves, if we give, there might not be enough left over for me. We might be afraid to be generous because we're afraid of what might happen to us. What if we don't have enough to fill the gas tank or buy groceries or pay the bills? So 
not only can fear be a big fa factor, but a sense of self-gratification also plays a factor in burying our talent. We tell ourselves if we give, we won't have enough money to buy the stuff we need to make us happy. We live in a world that tells us that we deserve an abundance of possessions and pleasurable experiences. So we find ourselves thinking, if I give, there won't be enough left for me. This year, in fact, we're extra anxious. We're filled with fear from this pandemic. We're scared about the rest of the year, what's to come in the next year. Most of us are worried about the future. We're worried about our health. We're worried about our jobs, our children's jobs, our government. We're filled with anticipatory grief as the holidays come this year. So most of us, if we're really honest, especially this year, might end up giving God an apple core instead of the whole apple. Obviously, it would be very simple to just give an apple core to God this year, but like we saw in our children's time, is it really good for us to give God just an apple core? God's the one who created the universe and everything in it. The one who sent his son here to give us life, to die for us on a cross and raise to life. Christ is the only one to provide grace and peace and love and life. The only one to be the rock when the world around us is crumbling. Reverend Adam Hamilton did a study searching every passage of Scripture where people worshipped God. In the earliest biblical times, the primary way people worshipped God wasn't by singing songs of praise or listening to sermons. The central act of worship was building an altar and offering the fruit of one's labor upon it to God. This scent of burnt offering was pleasing to God. God saw people were giving a gift that expressed love and faith and desire to please and honor God, and it moved God's heart. As we head into Thanksgiving and Christmas, how do we defeat our fear and self-gratification? In our New Testament reading, the one who gives generously, the one who doesn't bury their talents, is the one who defeats fear and self-gratification. Similarly, in a year we can't sing or worship like we always have, we can give all offerings, a sacrifice filled with love and faith. In a sense, fear and self-gratification are defeated the moment we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Giving to God in a time like this means that we lean into hope and not fear. It means that we recognize how God gives abundantly, not like our world, which teaches scarcity, As many of you know, our beloved piano has a significant structural problem. While Tim can play it 
wonderfully and beautifully while Christine and Stephanie can as well. The days are numbered. At the same time, there was a piano available at McMurray College about a month, six weeks ago. So in record lightning speed, our session needed to decide what to do. Now, this is the absolute worst time to raise funds for an extra $20,000 expense, right? In the midst of a pandemic, a presidential election, right at the beginning of the stewardship season, this would not have been the timing your pastor would have chosen or your session would have chosen to do an ask. However, in the face of everything that was working against us, our congregation responded with joy and generosity, way above and beyond anything I could have imagined. In about three weeks' time, our congregation has raised more than $35,000 for our music instrument fund. Can you believe that? We've received beautiful gifts from $25 up. Yet we read in the widow's might today, no matter the size, each of these gifts are given in faith, not fear, joy. So as we prepare for Consecration Sunday next week, a time we commit our giving to God in worship, I encourage you to step up in giving. Step out in faith. I realize it's challenging to tithe. It simply might not be possible for you to begin giving 10% to God right away. But I encourage you to take a step in that direction. Perhaps you can give 2% or 5% or 7%. God understands where you are, and God will help you make the adjustments necessary for you to become more generous. And in the mail this week, you'll be receiving an estimate of giving commitment card. For those online, you can go to our website, firstpresjacks.org, and send in your giving amount. This is what our tithes and our offerings are to God. They show God how much we love him. Hannah has a few pictures of our family in her room. The one that makes me smile the most is one of her sister. It's a picture of Lydia in her pajamas. Her hair is a mess. It was a Christmas morning. And it was the very first Christmas that Lydia had money to buy Hannah a gift from the store. Lydia was five, and she was so excited when Hannah started opening that present. Somehow, Siobhan took a picture of Hannah, and Lydia was right next to her. And in that very moment of her opening that gift, the picture that we have captured is of pure joy. Lydia's clenching her fists, her eyes are closed, she has the biggest smile ever. It's filled with so much joy and happiness that Hannah has it on her dresser for four years. 
I'm sure you felt that feeling, pure joy when you give something to another. You wait with anticipation and, and you know what that will do for them. Or maybe you don't and you're surprised. It might have been at Christmas or a birthday or some time that was unexpected. And it not only filled them, but it filled you. And any worry or fear that you had was gone. Gift giving fills our hearts. Each of us is, has been created by God to be generous. Yet sometimes the world holds us back. The world of fear, of self-gratification, discontentment, not choosing simplicity. Seems like a lot of things are stacked against us. But today, I want you all to make a commitment to contentment. Not to me, not to the church, but to God. So I encourage you all to take out the bulletin insert, and I also linked something on our Facebook message. You might be able to scroll up to see it. And it's this contentment card. It's on our website as well if you don't have one. And during our offertory time, when Tim is playing, I encourage you to fill it in. You might not be able to fill it all in, but over the next day or two, I will thank God daily for all my blessings. My goal for daily Bible reading and prayer is blank days each week. Seek contentment and simplicity and live within my means. My spending goal is I will seek freedom from the bonds of credit and debt. My debt reduction goal is I will seek to wisely manage the gifts God has given me, investing and saving the for the future, my saving goal is I will worship God each week by giving of my tithes and offering my estimate of giving for 2021 is. This is for you. Then I encourage you to put it in your Bible. So take it home, put it in your Bible, and hold on to it, and look at it over the next year. What can you let go of? What can you give to God in order to feel contentment, joy? What can you do to take away fear and gratification and instead fill it with joy? Maybe on the back of the card, you might write a prayer asking God for help. Asking God to be generous. This year is like no other. And yet we have something bigger than worship and songs to offer God. Our offerings, our sacrifice of praise. We can choose simplicity. We can receive contentment. And God will give us and fill us with joy. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us affirm our faith in saying the Apostles' Creed together.
I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. If you found this material inspiring and would like to support our ministry here at First Love from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, please send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You can also contribute through your financial institution, through bill pay. And if an account number is necessary, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number at First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org That's O-F-F-I-C-E at F-I-R-S-T P-R-E-S J-A-X dot O-R-G You can join our live stream video of Sunday services which start at 9.55 a.m. on Sunday at www dot facebook dot com slash first pres jacks that's www dot facebook dot com slash first pres jacks we also have a facebook page called presbyterians with a purpose at www dot facebook dot com slash groups slash two two one seven six one three eight two two seven one one five three slash Presbyterians for a purpose is a group for anyone needing to get in contact with someone else during these challenging times. If you wish to attend our ten AM services on Sunday in person, please come in the north door. A nurse will take your temperature. The nurse will then press a button to open the door to limit touching surfaces. Another volunteer will open the inner door. While moving around, please wear your mask. Once seated, you can remove your mask. We pray you have a safe, joyful, and healthy week. God bless.